Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak Podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Welcome, Dog Speak Geeks, to our first podcast. Thought we would spend this podcast telling you a little bit about what we do and our company and how we train and what we believe in. So, Dog Speak is my company, and we are based out of Nashville, Tennessee. We are um, a company that really works more in the home with the client. We don't have a facility, we mostly do private training, but we also offer a couple of group classes at a few local businesses around town. We have two trainers on staff. I have been working with people and their dogs for about 24 years. Gray, my other trainer, he's been doing it for a couple of years and he is mainly handling most of our puppies and working with dogs that need a little extra attention. I work mostly with behavior issues, aggression cases, anxiety cases, fear cases, and so forth. We also work with a local nonprofit service dog organization where our dogs are actually trained in one of our prisons here in Middle Tennessee. And we have volunteers that take the dogs out on furlough and puppy raisers. And it's been a really fun experience getting to expand our knowledge in the service dog world, as we typically just do real life manners and behavior problems. So that's the scope of what we do here. I think it's important that you understand how we train and what our philosophy is, because if you don't believe in what we're doing, it's going to be very difficult for us to teach you. And I want to enlighten you and and help you realize that there are so many wonderful things that you can be doing with your pet when it comes to teaching manners. Um, when I first started training, I only knew the old school way. 
the aversive techniques, the correction, the dominant theory. And it didn't take me long to realize that I really didn't like that theory. I didn't like that type of training. And I'll never forget the day it happened. I was working with a client's dog, doing some leash walking with a prong collar. After about 10 or 15 minutes of work, let the dog off the leash. Hopefully, you know, just do a little play, relax, enjoy each other's company. Well, the dog wanted nothing to do with me. The dog went right to its back door and wanted inside. And I knew at that moment that this was not the reason I was into dog training. Um, I love dogs and I wanted to improve their behavior. And this was not the way I was going to do it. Luckily, I was introduced to clicker training and, and it was really just starting to be known how clicker training was used with dolphins and whales. And um, it, it was right when Karen Pryor's book, Don't Shoot the Dog, started to build momentum. And I remember thinking at first, wow, this is, this is really a neat program. I love psychology, and, and this is a really neat way to train. I'm just not sure how well it's going to work. I was fortunate not too long after I was introduced to clicker training to do a chicken camp where we would use clicker training to train chickens. And it was really fascinating to watch these chickens uh, where some of them had been trained the week prior and our job was to eliminate behavior that they had been trained to do and teach a new behavior. And then the other chicken that we trained was fresh out of the field. And we started off conditioning the marker and, and teaching it to peck without scratching which is very normal for chickens to do so it was such an amazing process to see an animal such as a chicken learn so quickly the behaviors that we wanted just with clicker training and so it it opened up a whole new world to me and I knew that that was the route that I wanted to take I wanted to really understand dogs I didn't want to treat them like they were robots I really wanted to, to know them and what made them tick and what motivated them and how they're their brains function and what their expectations were within each other. And it's just been a very enjoyable, fascinating adventure that I've been on. And, and after 24 years, so many people come to me and, you know, ask for my advice because I'm the expert. And I quickly want them to know that I am not an expert. I know a lot in dog behavior, dog language, teaching dogs, real life manners. But I believe an expert is someone who has nothing else to learn. And I learn every day. And I'm open to learning new ways of doing things that may be easier. It's just, I think that when you stop keeping your mind open to new impossible ways, you're really going to do a disservice to the dogs. So, you know, yes, I am a leading educator on dog behavior, dog interaction. But I am by far an expert, and I, and I think I won't hit that expert status until I can no longer learn, until my brain no longer functions that way. Um, I will continue to learn, and these dogs will continue to teach me, and we will continue to develop um, as a society when it comes to dogs and people. When I first started training, we didn't have dog parks and doggy daycare. You didn't have the extracurricular activities like rally or... Uh, agility you know you had those, those things were for purebred dogs that that's all people did with them you know our dogs here in the rural areas they were lucky if they came inside at night they were lucky if they ever got to see inside of the house 
growing up myself, we had outside dogs and they were never let inside the home and we didn't train them. They just picked up, you know, what certain things meant. And, and you know, as, as we've aged and our society has grown, things have changed. I think we're having more people that are uh, getting pets to replace children and there are more opportunities for people and their pets, such as your dog parks, your doggy daycares, and, you know, the amount of cafes out there that are welcoming dogs and the just the, the festivals that are really kind of starting to pertain more to dogs. And so people and their dogs are getting out in public more, which means that our expectations for their manners has changed. Sit, stay, down, come, heal no longer serves the purpose of having a well-rounded, well-trained dog. Uh, those behaviors are great. Those are good commands to have. But I can tell you that they don't make a good dog. They don't make a dog that's able to go out in the public and, and hang out and walk in crowded areas and not pick things up off the ground or not bark at every little thing that they see. It, it's a whole different world out there for people and their pets. Our goal at Dog Speak is to help people and their pets become better family members and to help their pets become the well-rounded one that they can take everywhere. They can be a part of the soccer games and the neighborhood barbecues and the socialization time at, at the dog park. People want this and we want people to have that because it can make a huge difference in that relationship with your dog. So our training is really focused a lot on that. We do positive training, not to say it's permissive training, but we don't use aversives that are physically harming or emotionally harming. Uh, we don't uh, teach no reward marks. We don't use funny noises or fake bites or things like that to stop dogs from doing behavior. Uh, we teach our clients to communicate clearly know what the expectations are, and to capitalize on the behavior that dogs already offer us on a regular basis that we want to see on a regular basis. We want our clients to be able to go out off-leash with dogs and have that control at the dog park, be able to go to a festival or go hiking without having to depend on that leash or be afraid that their dog is going to run into another dog and, and cause a big scene. You know, in order to prepare our dogs to to be able to handle the environment, we have to make sure that we teach them some good solid foundation. And our foundation is, is about self-control, problem solving, and, and the humans having appropriate leadership skills. When we're able to do that, then we're giving the dog a nice platform to build off of. You can't train a dog for every scenario that they are ever gonna come across, but if we can give them the foundation, give them that ability to be responsible for their behavior and problem solve, it makes a huge difference. We want our clients to, to really split the responsibility. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is we want our clients, all the humans, to be 51% responsible for their dog's behavior and in the relationship. They get that final say-so, but we teach our dogs to have 49% responsibility for their behavior because we don't want to have to command our dogs constantly. I mean, if you can imagine walking in some type of festival and there's popcorn on the ground and uh, hot dog buns, maybe some dog treats have dropped. 
If you have to tell your dog to leave every item that's on the ground, you're not going to have a very good time. But if we can teach dogs in the beginning that we don't pick up items unless you've given permission, then it, it really helps and it puts that responsibility on the dog. Because frankly, who's going to see that, that hot dog bun first? You or the dog? Well, the dog is obviously going to sniff it out first and, and they can have it swallowed before you even have a chance to, to figure out which command you need to use. So we really want to put some responsibility on our dogs so that when we do go out in public, they know the expectations that are set and they're responsible for it. Therefore, they stay in a, a self-controlled state and they learn to use their controlled excitement, but also use all those skills that we've taught them and able to, to deal with anything that they come across, including other dogs and people, cats, um, you know, whatever it is that they may run into in the real world. So that's a lot of what we're going to cover in our podcast are going to be real skills for the real world and teaching you how to interact with your dog appropriately to, to set your dog up for success, not set your dog up for failure. We want to focus on teaching the right behavior, not on eliminating the wrong behavior, teaching you how to take more responsibility of you and your dog's relationship instead of just assuming that your dog should know what they should be doing in certain situations. I mean, most of the time, people don't even know what they should be doing in certain situations. So you can really say that we are more human trainers than canine trainers. Yes, we work with dogs, um, but they're fairly easy. It's the humans that are the most important aspect of training. This is why we don't condone board and train because most board and train facilities, not all, but most board and train facilities use aversive techniques. That's the only way they can guarantee you that in two weeks time your dog will will know a certain number of commands. And basically what the dog learns is how to avoid the correction, um, i.e. the shock collar, uh, the prong collar correction. They don't really learn what to do. So I ask you if you've trained your dog using a prong collar and you walk your dog using a prong collar if the dog walks nicely with the prong great that's going to save some shoulder pain but if you take the prong off does your dog know how to walk if your answer is no then technically your dog does not know how to walk on leash and so we really focus a lot on verbal cues, verbal commands, but again, like I said, putting that responsibility on our dogs and making sure that they know what we want from them um, in any given situation, and more importantly, they know what to expect from us, regardless of what our environment is, regardless of how they're feeling or behaving that day. They know what to expect from the, the true leader, uh, the human that's in the relationship. So that's dog speak in a nutshell. I, I recommend that if you want to know more about us, um, feel free to, to check out our website at www.dogspeak101.com. We have blogs, we have videos, you can read more about what we do. Um, and of course, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you have questions or, or podcasts that you would like covered, please don't hesitate to uh, contact us. We want to talk about what you want to hear about. So, you know, we are here for you. We want to create Dog Speak Geeks all across the world. We want to give you the knowledge that you need to have this amazing and wonderful relationship with your pet where your pet can go out and enjoy life with you. It can hit those barbecues, can go hiking, can go ride in that canoe, can do all those things uh, without the stress 
of worrying that he's going to be a bad dog or run away, or he's going to get into a fight. Um, you know, we want to give you all those skills. So we really look forward to having you on this adventure with us. And we um, look forward to seeing you next week for episode two, where we're going to talk about how dogs learn and what your role is in that, as well as conditioning our verbal marker uh, to assist us in the training of our dogs. So we will see you next week, Dog Speak Geeks.